what a difference a day makes. As we were talking about yesterday morning, the Jets needed to make a move here and hold their young quarterback accountable. Not because of the play on the field, not because of the missed throws, but because the attitude. Because he has not been held accountable at all. He has been arrogant both on and off the field. And the organization is suffering greatly because of it. And now, a day later, after yesterday, literally yesterday, Robert Sala stood up there after the brutal loss to New England. Sala, well, actually, it wasn't literally yesterday because now today is, a matter of fact, Tuesday. But anyway, you get the idea. Sunday, Sala stood up there after the loss talking about how it's the furthest thing from his mind a quarterback change. Well, 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 then how are we... About 24 hours later, going from that to we're going to evaluate everything and we're going to look at the tape and this and this and that. So something clearly happened inside the Jets building. Now, was it Robert Sala? Was it Joe Douglas? Was it a higher power? Either way, the message has gotten through to the Jets organization. And now the message has gotten to Zach Wilson. And it's about freaking time. Enough with the coddling. I get that you want to try. See, there's also a big difference. We talked about yesterday. There's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. Well, there's also a big difference of supporting a player and putting him in the best position to succeed and coddling him. And the Jets were doing the latter. They were coddling Zach Wilson. And that's got to stop because you've seen... Now, look, Sala goes out there and does say, I don't think Zach really, truly, you know, feels what he said, you know, when he responded. No, I, I know he's smart enough to realize that he, and I'm paraphrasing here, smart enough to realize that he let the team down, or that not he let the team down, but the offense obviously was the weakest link of the team, and they didn't do their jobs and all that stuff. And Zach may be in just a immature defensive moment up at the podium gives you the wrong answer. And somebody's got to let Zach know why it's the wrong answer. And then, so it doesn't only go from that, and we talked about a lot of it off the field with his bad attitude, but also on the field. You know, there there comes a point in time where you could look at his talent, you could look at his arm strength and look at his mobility and think, wow, this kid's got all the skills in the world. But if he's not going out there and executing, whether it's poor footwork lazy footwork, lazy throws. Somebody's got to hold him accountable and let him know that that's not okay. And if you don't get the job done, we're going to go to somebody else who will. And it feels like that's where we're at now. You know, normally these pressers on a Monday, I'm not locked into. I'm doing a baseball show at SNY. That one I was locked into. What channel is this on? All right, let's see. And then right out of the gate, non-committal, which is a complete change in course from anything we've heard all year long. Even when Zach was struggling before he started to say stupid things, it was, hey, what about a possible change? What about you ever think about pulling him? No, 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 no. This is his This is his thing. Well, now Zach Wilson is in danger of losing his starting job. And that's a good thing in both the short term and the long term. Now, remember, there has to be, the, the Jets have to be doing this for the right reason. And it's not just because of poor play against New England. It's because the way he's acted 
and the way he's played have combined for a spot where they really don't have a choice. I mean, they had to do something. And whatever they're trying to tell him, whatever they're trying to teach him, it hasn't gone through. And they're in danger of losing the locker room. And Robert Sala will say, no, maybe that's a better question to ask them. Well, I, I got news for you. When locker rooms are lost or there's a divide in the locker room, that's a direct reflection on the head coach. So Sala cannot, and I like Robert Sala. I think he's been okay here in two years. Okay. I like his mindset, I like his mentality. I don't know how he is a great if he's a great head coach. But it cannot be, well, I don't know the answer to that. You gotta, I mean, what is this, Louis Rojas? Cannot be, I don't know the answer to that, or I don't believe that there's a divide. That would be a, a question better asked for the players. No. No, you are the head coach, and you have to have an understanding of everything that goes on in there. Specifically, if there is a divide or a lost locker room. But now we fi- now we wait. I mean, as it's now turned officially to Tuesday, and it's a weird week because of Thanksgiving, so it, it really feels shorter, uh, even more so. I mean, I know normally, you know, week 12 would start on Thursday anyway, but the fact that it's Thanksgiving, it feels like it's, it's here. These weeks just kind of gel together. But the Jets are going to have a decision to make, and whether that is tomorrow, whether it is Wednesday, Thursday, whenever it may be, they're going to have a decision to make now with the starting quarterback and who that's going to be. And it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. doesn't have to be a long-term thing. doesn't have to be, oh, just because they made a change, Zach Wilson is done. I don't believe that's the case here. This is not Zach Wilson is finished as a Jet and his career is over. He's washed up. Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and the Jets have given up on. This is, they have to keep all the options open, figure out what's best for their team, and also figure out how to possibly get through to Zach Wilson. And I think this is more, to me anyway, this is more about Zach Wilson's immaturity and lack of accountability than anything else. Because if it were about the performance, why wouldn't Sala just say directly after? Remember, Sala's the head coach, right? Does he need to be told these things? Isn't he the head coach? Shouldn't he, if he feels it after the game, say, quarterback played like crap? What's he not allowed to say that? I mean, we, we haven't, what, we've never seen a head coach before criticize a quarterback? Quarterback didn't play well. All right, you want me to clean it up? Quarterback didn't play well. We, we've got to consider all options. I'm going to go watch the tape, and then we'll decide on what we're going to do if we need to change or not, what direction we're going to go in come Sunday. But, no, it wasn't that. It was That's the furthest thing from my mind. And today it was the first thing on his mind. And this is a good thing for the Jets. I really believe long-term this will be the best thing for Zach Wilson. He may not know it. He may not feel it right now. You know, Zach Wilson, a kid who's arrogant and doesn't get it, clearly hasn't gotten it and immature. When you do something like this, they're going to take it the wrong way and throw a hissy fit and be upset and be all mad. But maybe it'll humble him a little bit, especially if he sees somebody else, whether it's Mike White or Joe Flacco, go out there and have some success. Maybe it'll humble him a little bit to a point where he starts to actually look in the mirror, which is what needs to be done. He's got to do some soul searching here. And no better time than the present time. This is now getting down to it here. No more, you know, no more time to mess around. 
Jets want to make the playoffs. They got to start playing. They got to start scoring some points. I mean, they got to start playing a better offense. And you can't do that when the quarterback is A, not performing, and B, potentially losing the locker room. Six and four and sinking fast. With a tough schedule ahead. You know, we talked about it after that win against Buffalo where the Jets would have a rough stretch of four games before a softer stretch, although that doesn't even look that soft anymore with the way that Detroit's playing. And even in Seattle, not going to be easy. At Miami, uh, Miami obviously, is not going to be an easy game. But after that big win against Buffalo, the bye week, and then this crushing defeat, all the good feel is now lost. And Chicago's an opponent who's been struggling. And, I mean, if they don't have Justin Fields, then there's no excuse. Jets have to win that game. But even if, you know, if Justin Fields is there, Bears have lost four straight, Jets still, you want to be a playoff team? This is a game you cannot lose at home. We're beyond that now. We're past that. But I don't I don't have that trust yet in the Jets. Defensively, yes. As a whole, no, I don't. How could you? And after that, at Minnesota, at Buffalo, those are tough games. I don't care what Minnesota's done recently. That's not going to be an easy game. It never is going in there, except if you're the Cowboys. And the Jets are not. And then Buffalo going to be looking for some payback. So, I mean, if things go sideways this week, look out. It could be a major issue for the Jets and their playoff hopes. And that could be a big problem because now, if things start to come off the rails, now it's not only about the quarterback and his future, it's also about the head coach. Then that's going to start to come into question. I know the defense is great, and we'll see if they can keep that up, and you would expect that they could. But if the locker room gets lost, and the Jets somehow fall apart here down the stretch and end up with, say, a losing record, I think everything could be in question. This after just two short weeks ago, it was the high of highs. Where the Jets haven't had a win like that in years. And now here we are, two weeks later, talking about, or you know, two and a half weeks later, where we get to three weeks later, technically on Sunday, talking about a backup quarterback and the Jets needing a win here to keep their season on track. As long as Zach Wilson, you know, this is the first step in repairing Zach Wilson. As long as this helps him, even if he starts. Now, I don't think that that's going to be enough, me personally. A little scare is not going to be enough. Although, you know, you you want to put him in a position to succeed. You scare him. You have his job threatened. And then see how he goes out there and responds on Sunday. And that's basically your warning shot. This is the warning. And then if he goes out there and performs poorly and, again, doesn't take accountability, doesn't show that he can be a leader of this team, then you make the switch. And you'd be making a switch at a, you know, a time that's throwing Mike White to the Wolves. Going to Minnesota and then Buffalo. But either way, long term, this is exactly what had to happen. They could not. We talked about it yesterday. They could not keep doing the same thing in regards to Zach Wilson. Just saying, well, we're not making a change of quarterback. He's our starter. He's our guy. He's our quarterback. Not It's first thing from my mind. He's our quarterback. Can't do it. Won't have it. And they didn't.
Sala went out there and did exactly what he needed to do. Whether it was on his own, whether it was told from Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, who knows? That is exactly what had to take place, and it did for the Jets, which shows me that there's hope as an organization that they get it. Because I was starting to lose faith in the way that they have coddled Zach Wilson. They get it. And now we see how everybody responds, whether it's the backup getting a start, whether it's Wilson getting another opportunity. Now we have to see how they respond. 877-337-6666. We get into the Giants as well. Talk about a short week. It's Tuesday. That means in two days from now, Giants got to get back at it and go take on the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And that is going to be a huge spot for them now. Talk about season going sideways. Well, for the Giants, if they're not careful, and look, Brian Dable's not making any excuses. We know they're banged up now. Robinson out. Adoree Jackson out. Four division games in a row. This is where it matters. This is the most important stretch of their season. Forget what they've done to date. And it's nice through 10 games, 7-3. and This right here is their most important stretch right in front of them, starting with Thursday. And, of course, there's a lot of baseball that I want to get to. We got five hours tonight, so plenty of time to do so. I didn't touch on baseball at all yesterday. That will be a big topic tonight regarding Aaron Judge, Jacob deGrom, the Mets, and the Yankees, and where they stand so far in free agency. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Jets possibly making a change. I had Beningo on yesterday morning, 440, and, you know, Joe's been saying this for a while, wanting Mike White. And I think that's foolish. Not what Joe was saying at the moment yesterday, but I'm talking about in general. And this is, you know, Jeff fans have been talking about this for a while. Ah, Wilson, he stinks. It's time to move on. He's not the right guy. Fleegs, we've talked about that with Fleegs. And... I'm nowhere near ready to give up on Zach Wilson as a franchise quarterback. However, I mean, it is clear as day that something needs to take place with this organization right now. And it's hitting them in the face. If they didn't do anything about it, I mean, they'd be fools, the Jets. So it was nice to see Robert Sala actually come out there and not commit. So much so that I think it was Rich Tamini who asked the first question. He was so shocked that he had to follow up again. Wait a minute. So were you saying that Zach Wilson's not? Guaranteed to get the start? And he's like, yeah. I mean, right now we got to evaluate everything. Uh, nobody asked what the specific change was, I don't think. Or at least I uh, maybe I missed that part. Um, but, I mean, afterward, yesterday, he said it's the first thing from his mind. And now you're talking about making a change. What happened? I wonder what really is going on behind the scenes there. And if it is Joe Douglas calling the shots, if it is ownership calling the shots, if it's Robert Sala all of a sudden having a moment where he you know, saw the postgame presser, I'm not sure what exactly made uh, Sala get to this point, but clearly something changed, and I think it's a good thing for the Jets. 877-337-6666. Paul is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Paul? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, so I just had a uh, question for you. Uh, just want to get your opinion on it. Uh, I'm a big giant fan 
but I know the Jets and the Giants are doing well. Do you think that they're going to regress? Or this is the time of the season that they're going to regress. Like the Giants being so banged up and the Jets just not having a really good offense that can score. Um, you know, and them being banged up too. I mean, they have an elite defense, but you can't score. So what, what is your question? Do I think they're going to regress? What, what, what's the question? Yeah, do you think, do you think they're going to regress? Both well, I don't think it's regressing. I, I don't think it's regressing. I just don't think they're as good as their record said they were prior. I mean, I said that before these games. So I'm going to say that now. Now, unfortunately, the Giants are a little bit banged up. But the Giants are nowhere near the Cowboys as far as talent goes. So you're going to really yeah, find out. You'll really find out how good Brian Dable is, how good Daniel Jones and that run game with Saquon Barkley is over the course of these next four games. Because with the Eagles, um, with the Washington football team, with the Cowboys, you, I mean, that's going to be the ultimate test for the Giants for this stretch, especially coming off of a butt-whooping that they got on Sunday against Lions. For the Jets, yeah, they've been banged up, and losing Brees Hall changes everything. Losing Vera Tucker, that hurts. I don't think the... Patriots are that much better than the Jets, and the Jets have lost two games that have been very frustrating to them. And and I do think the Jets are overall a very talented team. I don't know. You know, I've heard Beningo use it and Sal use it. I think we're championship level. I'm not seeing that. I mean, to be championship level, you've got to be significantly better on offense. Now, the defense, maybe. But, I mean, all three phases count. And the Jets' special teams and offense is nowhere near championship level. And they're also, you know, look. Are they going to regress? If they lose at home to Chicago, that would be regression. I don't ultimately think that's going to happen. But again, I don't even know who's going to be the quarterback. So we got to see that take place. But no, I just don't think these two teams are as good as everybody thought they were with their records being as good as they are. Yeah, agree. Agree. Uh, well, hopefully uh, we both get a win, the Jets and the Giants, and we can kind of move past it. But uh, I think the Giants will probably be maybe maybe get – Two more wins to just be on the outside looking in of a wild card. The Giants? Yeah, the Giants. See, if the Giants, if the Giants only end up with two more wins, Paul, and thank you for the call. If they only end up with two more wins, that's a brutal finish to the season. Now, I know it's a tough stretch, but only two more wins out of this? I mean, we were talking about people calling the Giants to say, we're going to be a 12-win team. Now you're talking about being a 9-win team? I do not think they are beating the Cowboys. And look, anything could happen. But I've been saying that for a while, that I think that this was just the... I thought what happened to them against the Lions on Sunday was going to happen to them Thursday. I didn't think it would happen to Detroit. I thought maybe they could lose that game to Detroit. Not in that fashion, where they got pummeled. I think that's what could happen on Thursday. But two more wins? I mean, you figure they got to split with Washington, at least. Got to beat Indy. I mean, man, and either at Minnesota and one of the Philadelphia games, that should get them to 10 wins. They got to win three more games the rest of the way. Even that wouldn't be great, but that's what they got to do. Figure out a way to win three games. I don't care if it's split in Washington and beating the Colts. They have to figure out a way to get three, three more wins. If the Giants don't end up with 10 wins, that would be a horrible Horrible. I mean, they were seven and two. You got to be able to figure out a way. I don't care if they're talented, not talented enough, or hurt. Hey, they managed to get those first seven wins the way that they did. Find three more in there. Steve is calling from Long Island. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sal. Great to speak to you. Always enjoy uh, listening to your show. 
long-time Jets fan, and uh, I never got caught up in the uh, hype this year that they were championship-caliber team. I think you uh, hit the nail on the head. I think they're a, mid- a middle-tier uh, team in this league. Uh, the quarterback uh, doesn't have it. Uh, I-, I understand that Hall has gone down with an injury, and, mm-hmm. and I agree with you that tremendous, tremendous blow, but every team suffers injuries in the NFL, and the good teams get by uh, with injuries and backups perform. Uh, uh, Tucker also um, seems that uh, when the Jets have an injury on the offensive line, it falls apart. They struggled against the Patriots. I don't know how much of that was the defensive schemes that uh, uh, that the uh, Belichick and staff put together. But this is—I rank them in the middle of uh, the uh, league. They're—they're they're better than they were over the last uh, five, six years when they were. Yeah, but they were, you talk about the worst team in a league the last yeah, five, yeah, six they, years, or at they least were, one of them. Right, they were the bo- they were in the bottom tier of the league for the last five six years. I consider them now to be a middle tier team. I do not think, uh, all things being equal, if they play the Bills, like, I think the Bills would destroy them. I think the Dolphins with a, a healthy Tua would, and I don't think Tua. Well, I, I mean, they did just beat the Bills two weeks ago. I know they beat the Bills, but if you if they play if the Bills, oh, yeah, I mean, you can't take the win away. You can't just say, "Well, I think the Bills would destroy them." I, they I did beat them. They did beat them. It, like happened. it happened, right? I, I mean, we I did it see happened. it. Yeah. It ha- these things, I don't think they are anywhere near the level of the Bills. I think uh, the Bills uh, will get up for their next game with them and, and annihilate them, quite frankly. Well, maybe, it's, and maybe that's the case in Buffalo, but we'll see. But prior to that, I mean, they've played one time this year, and the Jets won. They did win. I agree. Yeah, we understand The, that the only won. team, you look at the Jets' schedule. Now, they didn't play great coming out of the gate here. And I know that they've had some breaks go their way as far as, you know, playing Miami with a third-string quarterback, whatever. But the only blemish on the Jets' schedule to date has been New England. Yes, they've lost twice, but but my real point is That's this. the only blemish. What do you mean? I, I, I mean, I all right, they lost to Baltimore. It happens. They didn't, I mean, they had Joe Flacco there. Some people said it's better. But for me, when you're going in with your backup quarterback, you know, that's, that's not a, a good thing. But anyway, they lost to the Ravens. They lost to Cincinnati. Now both those at home. But look at what they were able to do on the road to make up for it. They have one blemish. It's the freaking Patriots again. Yeah, That's they, it. I think we react, we overreact to the losses because it's New England and because of the constant dominant uh, dominance from Bill Belichick. That's I'm the not, problem. I'm not, I'm not overreacting. I just I think their talent is uh, is average. I don't think they have. Well, their defense is above average. You can't yeah. argue that. They have good. They have uh, some strong players on defense. Well, how good do you think New England is? I think New England was very well coached. I think they have uh, similar kind of talented Jets. I think they're also middle level talent. I think the Bills are upper tier talent. I think the Dolphins offensively are upper tier talent. Agreed with that, but those teams also have just one more win. I mean, they have... I, I understand. I understand, but, but but I just want to ask you one thing. Because my point, my, the real point I want to make about the Jets is this: I don't understand these young receivers who've done nothing in the NFL. Elijah Moore and the rookie uh, Wilson, bad mouthing, criticizing. Who they've done nothing? These guys. Where do they get to speak up the way they have and criticize anybody or the team? I just don't understand. Well, clearly there's something wrong with Zach Wilson. As far look, I mean, there's many things wrong with Zach Wilson on the field, but clearly there's something wrong with his leadership ability and skills. Those guys don't like him. That's blatantly obvious. And I said this yesterday that 
Now it makes me think, rethink the Eli Moore situation where maybe there was a problem where he's just like, I don't like this guy. And he's not throwing me the ball. I personally don't like him. He's a jerk. He's arrogant. I could see if you put yourself in that spot, you could see how that would rub people the wrong way and frustrate people. And Garrett Wilson, same thing. He's frustrated. He's embarrassed. You know what? They're allowed to speak their mind. I don't care that they haven't done anything. What has Zach Wilson done? He hasn't done anything either. No, but you don't have that. You think... uh... Everyone on the Bills loves uh, the quarterback to Allen. I do. Yes, I do. No, I don't think so. Remember when Allen came into the NFL and they came up with, uh, I don't know if they were tweets or Facebook mm-hmm. posts. He made yeah, but you know what? He's he's matured. He's clearly matured. They love him. Everybody loves Josh Allen. But not everyone gets along on a team. But And it's up to the players That's different. to keep, keep their emotions intact. That's... You don't criticize a player or teammates in public. This is ridiculous. You don't, you just don't, it's unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, well, what about Zach Wilson, what he said? You don't think that's professional? Or unprofessional? I think, well, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I didn't like Wilson coming out. I thought he was mature. Yeah, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. You're talking about, what you have a problem with Garrett Wilson said, do you have a problem with Zach Wilson said? More, I have more of a problem with Wilson and more than I have. I, I don't like what Which Wilson, one? I, bo, bo, I have more of a problem with the receivers, Wilson and, and more with what they said. Yeah, so see, I disagree. I don't have a problem. And thank you for the call, Steve. We'll disagree on that one. Those guys, are, and now look, I don't know the specifics with Eli Moore, and he can never get to a level where he let it get to where he's babying about wanting to be traded and, you know, not playing and all that stuff. That can never happen. But maybe there's a reason for it. And with Garrett Wilson, he was embarrassed and frustrated. He's asked the question, what's he supposed to say? No, our offense was good. I believe in our quarterback. He doesn't. He was saying things need to change around here. It's not good enough. This dude's not putting in the work. He didn't even call him out by name. You should give him credit. Somehow we managed to rip him clearly, but without naming him. And I guess Robert Sala was asked about why the change of heart from that's the furthest thing from my mind to we're going to keep all options open. He said he was able to watch some film of it, but needed to do a deeper look into the film. I'm not buying that. I call BS on that. Somebody said something to him. He didn't, when they asked him how his offense did, what did he say? After, right after the game, what was the question? What was the answer when Robert Saul was asked, how, what do you think of the offense? It was dog bleep. That's what he said. Not, well, I got to take a look at the film. It was dog bleep. And I'm not saying you got to go out there and bury Zach Wilson right after the game, but what you should say is, hey, like, why is it, why is this so difficult? Why is this so damn difficult? If somebody were to ask me, Sal, your offense yesterday was putrid. What do you think about the quarterback? Is there a possibility of making a change? I'd say, look, we scored two. We we moved the ball for two yards in the second half. We scored three points in four quarters of football. Nothing that we saw yesterday or did yesterday or today, whatever, is acceptable. And if that means taking a look and seeing if I need to make a change at quarterback, I'm doing so. Now, I'm not going to do that without talking to Zach first. However, after a performance like that, I bet if you'd ask Zach, he would say he might question if he should be starting or not. Now, the difference is, in reality, Zach would never. He'd be like, oh, yeah, no, not me. It's not my problem. Any quarterback, you ask Matt Ryan after a rough game for the offense, he'll take accountability. You ask Matt Ryan, even after a good game against the offense, he's going to take accountability and say, you know what, this one's on us. We could have done more. That's what a good quarterback would do. 
That's what a good leader does. Daniel Jones, same thing. I'm not going to put him on the level of Ryan, but I'm just trying to give you another comparison outside of Matty Ice, who, of course, I'm biased to. Anyway, Sala doesn't have to rip Wilson. He could just say, our offense was horrible, and I need to look at everything to make this offense better. End of story. And you could let the speculation begin all you want. I don't care. It should. It's going to anyway. What do you think? Him saying, no, that's the furthest thing from our mind. Does that stop anything? Of course not. Gary's in Mayapec. What's up, Gary? Hey, Sal. What's going on? What I don't understand in football, why coaches stick with the quarterback as long as they do? He obviously knew that things weren't working because, like you said, when they asked him about it, he called it dog whatever, dog mm-hmm. poop. Right? Mm-hmm. So he knew things weren't happening. If you look at the stats, two yards and a half, which I think came out to two inches per play. Right. So had to know, why did he stick with him? But to Zach's defense, he has been neutered by this team. They did it with... Donald, they did it with Sanchez, and now they ruined this kid. Now, see, okay? I don't know. Where, where are you getting that from? I completely disagree with that. All right, because they wanted him to control the game, not take chances, not throw the ball downfield unless it was obviously a wide-open play. He never used to get sacked, Sal, never. Now, yesterday, he became a pocket passer, and when things got tight, he took sacks. In the old days, he would run out of the uh, pocket. He would extend plays. And you know what? They drafted Mahomes, but now they don't want him to be like that. Now they want him to be boring. And, again, that's not his game. Well, he's got to play free and loose. And if they are preventing him from running, then that's a problem. That's a problem, and that's what's happening, Sal. There's no plays, and I know I mentioned this to you like a month ago, there are no plays that are designed for this guy to run. Yeah, but okay, that's different. Uh, I don't need a design run. He's not that type of quarterback. I mean, look, when you when you when you move the when you get two yards, anything should be on the table. But I don't want Zach Wilson. I don't like any quarterback design run. I mean, look, Lamar Jackson may be a different story. Justin Fields may be a different story. But I'm not trying to design runs more often than not for my quarterback. I'd rather them run on broken down pass plays. That to me is where they make their biggest difference. But he's not even doing that now because they're in his head. They don't want him to take chances. Well, that's a problem. Now, remember, though, too, because he's been hurt. I mean, he hasn't had a full year yet. This is year two. He's been missed significant part of each year so far. He's small. He's a, a, a slim guy. You know, Zach Wilson's not going to be be able to take a, a, a beating running the football. Can't do it. That's his, that's his strength. Dallas. No, that that's from- not his strength. His strength is throwing the football. He could. His strength is his escapability and his mobility. You know, you compare him to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' strength is not running the football. It's throwing well, it. I'm, when I say run, Sal, I mean extend plays, and then you can. That's different. Get, yes, you can get yards when you extend the play. Now, throwing the ball is a strength. He couldn't throw through that win. He was missing just, you know, dump offs. He was throwing them five feet over guys' heads. Right, and he's done this before. This is nothing new with Zach Wilson. He's done this before. He should have been yanked from that game yesterday. He didn't have it. I blame Zach for that. But overall, what's happening to him, because he did win five games before, like you said. Unfortunately, he picked you know, the Patriots to lose two of these gut-wrenching games to, and that's 
you know, taking precedence over the five wins that he had. But I don't know. I think what happened with Salah, I think the locker room, okay, was a lot louder than Will ever know. I think players were really upset with that, you know, no, Yeah, no. but then why that, would, right, as they should be, Gary, and thank you for the call, why, though, would Salah then say, when asked about is there a divide in the locker room, oh, no, I don't think that that's the case. I mean, you got to ask those guys. They'd be better to ask about it than I would. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You're the head coach, and I know he hears and sees, I mean, I hope he's heard and, and seen everything that's gone on with the players complaining about it. This has to be part of the decision. And the players have to know that. See, you cannot set a bad example. It's it's twofold here. If you let Zach Wilson get away with, A, his poor play, and B, his lack of accountability, you are now, A, ruining Zach Wilson, and B, setting a bad example for the rest of the team moving forward. Pretty simple. If Garrett Wilson or Eli Moore see Zach Wilson and say, well, this guy sucks, and he's arrogant on and off the field, and not a good leader, and a bad teammate, and he continues to start, and nobody's holding him accountable for anything, then what are they going to do to me? Nothing. So why don't I just do the same thing? You've, you've got to be able to show some accountability there to set an example that, hey, this is not acceptable. Whoever it may be, poor play on the field, poor attitude off it, it's not going to fly here. And you hope that this was the first step today in that direction where the Jets could start to show some tough love or hold Zach Wilson accountable. Finally! after the issues that he's had. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. One o'clock. I want to get to some baseball as well. Obviously, we'll keep the football calls going all morning long. Whatever it is you want to discuss, whether it's with the Jets and their potential quarterback change, whether it's with the Giants and their big game in Big D on Thursday, where they're going to get spanked by the Cowboys in front of everybody on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, at least that's what I think. And. I want to get to, uh, like you said, the baseball with Aaron Judge and Jacob DeGrom. There's a lot to. Plus, I got to get to some of the stories that I I wanted to get to yesterday that I did not. I I took my daughter to go see Bluey on Saturday at the Gardens Theater. If you're not not familiar with Bluey, it's actually it's a very good show. It's very well written. But anyway, it's like a popular kids thing. They did one of those live shows with the puppets or whatever. So I took my daughter and my niece, and it just turned out to be uh, not a disaster, but near disaster. Anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, well, oh, we got to do the perfect parlay. Go over those rules again. We've got Fleegs and Marco, and this is the last time we'll all three be together before the holiday, so we could have some fun 
with that as well. 877-337-6666. Bob is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Bob? Hey, Sal. What are you doing? How are you, Bob? So you, so you, so you took the girls to a, a Broadway play, basically? Not a Broadway play. A, uh, I mean, I guess similar, but it's, yeah. It's like a kid's show that's, thing. That's, you, know, like, you know, like Sesame on Ice or whatever it is that they do? It's similar to that, but not on ice. Yeah, that's still, that's still a great dad thing to do. Yeah, well, thanks, but I'll get into the story about how, uh, you know, when thinking you're a good dad goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you don't put the hat on with little twirlies on the top. If you know no, I mean. no, I didn't do that. The I, old, old Vaughn and Belly Circus hat. You know? No, I keep, here's the thing, I keep learning, I mean, I guess it's a good thing, learning from mistakes, but I keep making mistakes i'm a rookie parent i mean still my daughter's not even two yet so i'm still making rookie mistakes and you know sometimes i learn the hard way well then you then you know different than check quarterback yeah (laughs) excellent transition bob absolutely right i mean that i tell you the truth though south he's this this kid's done he's he's done yet you know that well i'm not gonna go that far yet i understand why you would say that i'm not gonna go that far yet I, i just think he stinks well, I mean, you have reason to believe you that you after you watch him play. Sal, Sal, he's throwing, he's throwing ten yard passes to a guy in the sidelines, and he's overthrowing him by five feet. I mean, come right. on, Tom. yeah, I, it, know, it can't he, happen, right? But let me ask you though: yeah. this, is, this is why I'm confused with the Bob. Don't you think that that's mental? Because you can't tell me it's physical. He's a no. I don't, I don't think it's mental. I don't think it's mental. Interesting. I don't think it's mental. I'll tell you why. Because I watched the game. Uh, twice already now. He throws the ball off his back foot. Yeah, he he's got horrible he footwork. Set, bro, he does not set up and throw a ball like a professional quarterback. Horrible he footwork. Thinks he's, he, he still thinks he's in college. He has horrible footwork, and he thinks this is this is a game to him. It's, it's not. Professional football. You're not going to get away with that crap, especially against Bill Belichick defense. Right. Well, that's why I yep. said yesterday that he plays arrogantly. He's arrogant both on and off the I field. Because those throws, when you're not setting your feet and putting... I totally agree. You're, like, he's not focusing. He's not putting 100% into that throw. It's not a throw where you could just be like, oh, well, it's only you know a five-yard out or whatever it may be or a dump off so I could lackadaisically, you know, yeah. lackadaisically yeah. throw this football. That's what he's doing. No, you got to set. you got to throw it like you mean it every yeah. play. Like you mean it. Like you mean it every time. You know, Sal... Every team in this league can throw a seven-yard slant, and this kid can't do it. Why is that? Yeah, look. I Every mean, team in this league can do that. Every yeah. quarterback. I don't give a crap who the quarterback is. They're all professionals. They can all throw a seven-yard slant. Well, I mean, he, he's this, made – But this kid he, can't? No, Why he, is that? he could. He's made some throws. I mean, some of the uh, issue that he has, and this would concern me, is his height. I do think that his height has proven oh, to be man, an I, issue for him because of the way I, he throws I, the football. Again, bro, we're sharing a brain on that one. I think he's—they say he's six two. This kid's not even six one. Well, he plays even smaller than whatever they're listing him at on the field. No doubt. And the way that he doesn't have arc to his throws, they're just sailing, and you know that's a little bit of an issue, especially when you're that small trying to throw it over the line and then yeah. have it come down yeah. to the wide receiver. Obviously, yeah. good. Sal, yeah, Sal. My uh, my actual question was about Joe Douglas, mm-hmm. and um. He's he's picked some really good players. This is a this is a Super Bowl Super Bowl defense. Um, not too not too many GMs get to pick two quarterbacks. 
And I think this guy is in a position to actually do that. Um, I'd like your thoughts on that. And uh, Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last night, Bob, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. Good stuff. I mean, I don't think the Jets are going to fire Joe Douglas, if that's what you're asking me. So if Zach Wilson doesn't work out here, and they'll know definitively by next year. I mean, you know one way or another. See, this is not a rookie season, and this is now we're on the latter half of year two. You really should start to know now. Now's the time where you find out. But for sure, by year three, you by the end of year three, remember we all the stuff with Daniel Jones, we went down this road before with Daniel Jones. This is the make-or-break year. All right, this is it. Make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. And then last year, it turns out it wasn't the make-or-break year because they had a, a, a new coach. And now this is, you know, the decision time on Daniel Jones for the Giants. Well, next year, I don't think Zach Wilson is going to get a fourth year if year three goes anywhere near or anything like this year. I just don't think the Jets are going to do that. They'll make it, especially with the defense playing the way that it is. He, I mean, look, I guess there's a chance he may not get a year three. If you truly look at this Jets team and believe, and Robert Sala said the word championship, he didn't say championship defense, he said we believe we have a championship caliber team. If you truly look at this team, and I can understand why some people do. And say, hey, this defense is top-notch. They could be Super Bowl defense. We've got some weapons. You know, obviously the offensive line's got to get healthy and they got to get Brees Hall back and who knows. But even without that, they've got weapons. The one thing that's missing from us being a legitimate playoff threat and a legitimate Super Bowl contender is a good quarterback. Well, if that's the case, you cannot just say, well, we need to build Zach Wilson and see if he's the guy or not next year. No, I mean, you got to look at all options. And if it means bringing in a veteran that could win now and having Zach Wilson sit behind him, to me, it's two years too late. But still, you got to figure out a way to win. Nothing should be guaranteed. I get why they're sticking with him this year or why they stuck with him to date and why they will most likely stick with him you know, or at least go back to him at some point even if they move on from this weekend. But next year in the offseason, you can't be that close. It's different with Daniel Jones where the Giants weren't close to being a competitive football team. And a lot of teams that are still developing the quarterback aren't in the spot where the Jets find themselves with a dominant defense. It's hard to win in this football in the National Football League. Hard to win. And they have built themselves a defense that gives them a chance to win. They've got to do something about that. Not this year, but moving forward, you know, th- this year there's really not much you could do. And they, like they said, they could evaluate and make a switch. But I'm talking next year, if there are better options available at quarterback, they've got to look into it. Vernon calling from Freeport. What's up, Vernon? Hey, Sal, you just stole my thunder, buddy. Exactly what I wanted to talk about. I mean, one, and, and just for, just give me two seconds, but one, Zach Wilson's mechanics are horrible. Somebody in the organization, if they're going to go forward with this kid, they have to break down his mechanics. they got to start. I don't know if it's the quarterback coach. It can't be the coordinator because he's too busy trying to scheme everything up. But there has to be somebody in that staff that takes this kid next year through the offseason and redoes his mechanics, Sal. 
Yeah. He's horrible. His footwork is horrible. The caller before was just saying the same thing, so I don't want to reiterate that again. But that's the problem. His right. mechanics are, they change from throw to throw. And he I thinks he could get, be- right, he thinks he could get away with it. That's why I said that he plays arrogant. He thinks he could get away with it at the NFL level. You cannot. There is, no, there is no he laziness. Cannot. You can't, I mean, maybe you make an occasional throw like that, but you have to put in the work and focus and. Repetition yeah, style. And repetition every single that, throw. Every that, single that, throw. Style, that's the problem. But now, I'm sorry, real quick, just moving forward for next year. That was what I wanted to say because if there's a chance, let's just say Derek Carr somehow becomes available. Or Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. Who, yeah, right. Who somebody comes available. Night. That has to be Joe Douglas's chance. Like, listen, I understand you don't want to, you know, give up on a number two pick. We, we just got rid of Sam Donald with the same situation. But with this defense, and this defense isn't championship caliber yet. It's playoff ready, I believe. But they have to tweak at linebacker. They need to add some more depth there. This, this defense is ready, Sal. It's right, ready. Right. And if you get the opportunity to get Brees Hall back healthy, whatever the case is, and, and you can put a real veteran quarterback back there, you got to go. They got to do it, Sal. Agreed. They got to put that veteran quarterback and give this defense a chance to, well, to see what it's about. Because like, think you about can't it. just throw Th- your eggs in this kid's basket. Think about it, Vernon. What would be the reason to not go get a better quarterback? The only reason would be because you want to potentially develop the one that you drafted number two. And you don't know. I mean, there are no signs that we've seen from Zach Wilson that would guarantee anything. Yeah, right. We don't know that. So you. No, that's true. So my point, and that's my point to you, it has to be. And and listen, and I know this is going to sound crazy because that's just a lot of money. But you don't owe him anything. You don't owe him any cash, really, past the, the, the rookie salary scale that he's got for being drafted number two. So, therefore, if I can go out and get a Derek Carr, listen, the kid's got – technically, we could, you know, franchise him if we had to or whatever, but he has two to three more years. To fix, two, two more, Yeah, two more years after right, this. Right, two more years. So, right. therefore, I could go get a Derek Carr. Right. And he can sit behind Derek Carr and learn something. Right. Again, he, he would have been better off doing that from the beginning, but now – the situation calls for a veteran quarterback. And thank you for the call, Vernon. Good stuff. The situation now calls for a veteran quarterback, a good one, not Joe Flacco, no disrespect, but a good quarterback who can be the missing piece to this team. They're not a team that is in developmental mode anymore. Not with the way the defense has played the last few weeks. The defense has gotten better. It has not been like this from week one. They've gotten significantly better. And Zach Wilson, the offense, is nowhere near it. So they need to figure out, again, this is not for this year. This year they got to figure out really, uh, I mean, I'd be doing all that I could to see if Zach Wilson could ever, A, get it, and then B, fix it on the field. And if not, they'd have to. They would be doing their franchise a disservice if they don't try to Go get a real quarterback and see if that can make a big difference as far as them being a legitimate team next year. Forget about the developing stuff. Well, you don't know. And by the way, it wouldn't be like you're losing Zach Wilson anyway. To your point, you could keep him sitting behind whoever the quarterback is. He doesn't like it? Tough. Maybe he will learn. And maybe by year four, you know what? You get to see him a little bit. Or you figure out, hey, he he could be a guy that we've learned, we're, we're... 
mentoring here with whoever to, you know, say you bring in Garoppolo or Carl, whatever. And Zach Wilson matures, and maybe by year five, when the, uh, the veteran quarterback moves on, maybe you go Wilson. Who knows? I'm not saying goodbye necessarily, but you do have to put this team in the best position to succeed moving forward. And with this defense, it would be foolish to not at least consider strongly upgrading at quarterback just because you want to see if Wilson can pan out. 